I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. Today, we have such a good topic for you guys, gaining confidence through getting out of your comfort zone. And we'll get into what all that entails here in a bit. But first, as always, we're going to do a quick catch up and talk about what we've been up to the past couple of weeks. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to diving into confidence. You guys absolutely love our confidence episodes. But for me, over the last weekend, I went to the Oregon coast, which definitely has a little place in my heart. My sister and I took a trip there a couple of years ago. And then Clay and I went in early 2020. And it was kind of this weird thing because that's the last place I visited before the pandemic shut down. And it was kind of when Clay and I were in Cannon Beach in Portland that I was like, I just feel like we need to go back to Omaha and I need to open New Wave. And so to like be back there full circle, I was just like having a realization of how much life can change and just like, I don't know, it's only been two and a half years and my life is so different from then. So it was fun to revisit some of our spots and we went with Clay's family. So his mom and dad, his three brothers, and then their wives and fiancés. And one of them has a little baby. Aww. All in all, it was a really, really lovely trip. I can't believe we were only there for like three and a half days because we did so much like beach, hiking, eating, sightseeing, all of that. I am tired though. <laughs> it was like so much travel for like such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Clay was on the flight back. Clay was like, I'm making a new rule. There are no flights unless there's like a five-day trip because it's just like, it's so much if you're only gone for three days to like get to the airport. And we flew out of Des Moines because Omaha, I don't think has a direct flight to Portland. Oh, wow. It's so weird to me that Des Moines is an international airport. Okay. Like Omaha isn't. I did not know that. Doesn't I'm that seem learning weird? new things right now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I always think to look out of Kansas City, but Des Moines is actually only two hours from Omaha. Oh. And it was like way cheaper to fly to Des Moines, which seems so odd to me. But anyway, so the whole trip was lovely. We're getting back. Clay has to coach at 5 a.m. on Monday morning, and our flight got in to Des Moines at like 11.30. And on the drive home, Clay's driving, we hit a fucking raccoon. This thing was like a wildebeest of a raccoon. And Clay has his nice BMW, you know, that is like his pride and joy. And it happened so fast. And we were like, I mean, when we drove over it, it was, it sounded horrible. (laughs) And we only had nine miles left to our house. It was like literally right in Iowa where you're like come about to cross over the state line. And we were like, okay, let's just hope like there's probably no damage. Like it's just a raccoon. It wasn't a deer. Oh no. We pull in and it literally ripped off his whole front bumper, the like 
what do you call that? The cage that's like under the car mm-hmm. is like hanging down. And we were trying so hard not to like play the blame game, but like our flight got in 45 minutes late. There was like a, a hang up at the airport. We missed the first, uh, you know, like the little shuttle to go back to long-term parking. Mm-hmm. It like it left right. And we were like, there were so many instances where this could have not happened if we were like one second earlier, one second later. But we were like, you know, it doesn't matter. It happened. But we're like, how do we do this whole trip? And then we're nine miles away from being home. And of course, it's like two o'clock in the morning. He has to get up at five and coach like two hours later. So Monday morning was a little tough. We had a, <laughs> we had a lot going on. No. So it was kind of like how my week started was just like being so tired. And I last thing on the whole Oregon trip thing. No, two last things. One, we stayed in Manzanita instead of Cannon Beach. And I have to say, Manzanita was so much more lovely. Cannon Beach is cool because of the big rock and they have some cool coffee shops and stuff. Mm -hmm. But Manzanita was way less touristy. It just like felt way more authentic as opposed to just being overrun by tourists. Did the math. There's 750,000 tourists that visit Cannon Beach a year. So if you divide that out, that's like a little, I think it's 2,000 people a day. The town doesn't even have 2,000 people. So it's like the population difference. Like you can just tell there's so many tourists in Cannon Beach, but Manzanita was really nice. So if anyone is looking to travel in that area, highly recommend. It's only 15 minutes south. Okay, that's my question. I'm like, how far is it? That's perfect. Yeah, so close still. It's like best of both worlds. I think it's way cheaper to stay there too. But like I said, there was a baby, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like never around kids. Oh, I don't know how parents do it. Mm-hmm. He's such a good baby. But I was like, whoa, their lives revolve. I mean, he's almost two. He's not a baby baby. But I was like, their lives revolve around him every single second. Every meal, like waking up at five o'clock in the morning. He had a little cough because of traveling, probably. Aww. Like there was just so many things that then they like couldn't do. And then on the hike, he's like strapped on the back. I was just like, wow, I am not ready for that stage. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people do it. Like I was exhausted from not getting sleep because of the baby. <laughs> yeah. And it was three days. I was like, how? they've been doing this for two years. No wonder parents are unwell. I, I like, I can't do it. I know. I feel like it's very exciting, but like literally so exhausting. And I don't think anyone knows how to do it. I think they just figure it out. Yeah. Maybe you get used to like this eternal state of exhaustion that that's like all you know, but whoo. No, I think you do. Also, <laughs> it's funny though, because like Connor is the baby. So his older brothers are like, what, eight and 10 years older? And they both have kids and we're both like totally not at that stage either. But one of them was like, no, seriously, until I had kids, my life had no meaning. It had no purpose. He's like, you guys just have kids whenever you are ready. Like, even if it's younger than you think, because I promise you, like, my life was meaningless. I'm like, oh my God, that's like really crazy. But also they're still kind of not for me yet. But yeah, it's kind of beautiful. I feel like that's what happens. It's like, I know. I know that's what everyone says, that it's so worth it. But then they were, uh, they were all telling pregnancy, like horror stories. And I was like, how do people go through that and then go through it multiple more times? Like you think it would be so traumatizing that you're like, I could never give birth again, especially if you have a C-section and people are like, all right, let's, let's get pregnant again. No, they're like, I'll do it all over again. I'm like, what? Like you literally like pooped your pants in front of like four people. Like what? I guess it's fine. Oh. The poop pants doesn't bother me. It's like the stitches. Oh my God. And like being cut open, like with a C-section. Yeah. The incision's like small and they pull a whole baby out of that. And you're awake. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I can't, I can't even get my blood drawn. How how am I supposed to? Like I need to get my blood drawn soon. And I'm like, the guy, last time I did it was so nice. He was amazing at UNMC. I think I went. No, somewhere in Omaha. I don't know. And I was like, I'm never going to get that level of care ever again. That made was so nice. I was being such a baby and he like walked me through it. I'm like, I'm so scared. His name was like Angel or something. I'm like, you're literally an angel. He had no no other way to come into this world besides being a nice guy. Like imagine <laughs> getting the name Angel and then just like being a terror. No, and he's like, like he had to embody no, that. No, he, and he's like, we're going to use the smallest needle. It's a butterfly needle. I'm like, okay. And I did it and I didn't fade. Uh. I, pa- I know, sorry. Okay, let's move on. But, but <laughs> it sounds like you had a great time. Sorry, we're getting stuff topic. This is what happens on our, on our catch-ups. But no, literally looks so amazing. Any favorite thing you guys did? Any local spots that you definitely recommend? Um, I really liked the hike. Uh, I can link it because I can't remember what it was called. I think it was Cape Fog, Cape Horn. 
something like that. Mm-hmm. It was so beautiful. It was like five miles, maybe six, something like that. Yeah, six. And the view was so nice. There wasn't a ton of people on it because it kind of ruins hikes for me if you're like passing so many people both mm-hmm. ways. It kind of takes out the nature element, but it had a great uh, balance of sightseeing versus some climb, but not too strenuous. Yeah. Remember how we've been talking like, I've been trying to be a better nature girly. Uh-huh. All was good. Didn't didn't have anything happen on this hike. There was no bears. It was nice. I was literally going to say, were there the bears? Ma- <laughs> <laughs> and no ticks. Oh, yeah. Me- like when I went hiking at Hitchcock a few months ago or something and there was ticks. Mm-hmm. It was nice being up in the Pacific Northwest because there's like not really ticks. Yeah. That's like right? definitely a concern. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Okay, so fun. I also went on a trip, which is exciting. I went to Chicago for the weekend, mostly because I hadn't seen one of my best friends who lives there literally since last October. And I'm like, I am only four hours and 45 minutes away. This is a crime, a little crime that I haven't been there in so long. So I went up to see my friend Sarah. And yeah, it was such a blast. I think it's fun when you can go to a city like Chicago or a big city and you're just there to see your friend because she was like, I feel like I'm being such a bad host. Like we haven't done anything. I'm like, I literally been to Chicago like 12 times. Like I am not here to see the bean for the fourth time or go to like the rooftops. I'm literally just here to see you. And she kept saying, I'm such a bad host. We're not doing anything fun. I'm like, we could literally sit on your couch all weekend. I literally wouldn't care. Just wanted to hang out with you. But we did have a lot of fun because one of our friend's cousins has a very nice boat that we got to go on on Saturday. So we did a whole boat day on Saturday out on Lake Michigan. And that was literally so fun. Like, it's always amazing when you get to go on a boat. But when it's like someone's family and all their friends and stuff, it was just such a blast. So... That was definitely probably my peak of the week was being on a boat because I did say, she kept saying she's a big bad host. I'm like, no, you're not. But I did say, I do want to go on a boat at some point and end up working out. So it was the only thing I wanted to do. And we got to do it. So we hung out. We also went to like a taco festival in Pilsen, Chicago. But the festival was so busy. The wait for tacos was 45 minutes to an hour. So we just went to like a local restaurant instead, got some tacos and tortas. And then that was Sunday around four or five. I was like, maybe I should just drive back tonight because it would be kind of nice just wake up in my bed. So I drove back Sunday night, got home at like 11.30 p.m. And it was literally 48 hours in Chicago, but it was so fun. Got to see some friends. Saw Megan Hummy, one of our podcast guests and one of my TikTok friends. Um, we had a really good time. So yeah, all around a 10 out of 10 weekend. Nice. Yeah. That sounds really fun. What neighborhood did your friend live in? She lives in Lincoln Park, which I literally love. I love Lincoln Park area so much. Yeah, it just kind of feels like Brooklyn-y vibes, like more locally <laughs> experience. <laughs> These are not words, but yeah, so. No, I totally know what you're saying. Okay, so peak of the week was the boat? Yes, for me, peak of the week was getting on the boat. Such a summer vibe, you know? <laughs> and this was more like uh, yacht boat vibes, <laughs> yes. not like you're getting on the tube. No, it was like, like you're like lounging. Yeah, we were like lounging. It was definitely like a very nice boat. So thank you to my friend's cousin. You rock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, my peak of the week, I like I was so excited to say this on today's episode. So we're on the beach and I was like telling Clay's family, this would have been Friday. Like, oh my gosh, I need to go get a kite. Like I have been saying that I'm going to become kite girl, that it's on my bucket list, that I need to re-embody my childhood self. If you guys haven't listened to this spiel, but basically my dad, sister, and I, when we were younger, my dad would always take us to fly kites like up at our neighborhood park. And I loved it. And I was thinking earlier this summer, like, wow, I haven't flown a kite in like 20 years, probably. I don't know, a really long time. And so we were on the beach and I was like, wait, this is my chance because it was so windy. (laughs) Yeah. And there's not many shops in that little town. And I was like, God, what are the chances that I'm going to like find a kite? And so on Saturday morning, we were walking around. Clay and I went, walked to go to this coffee shop. And I was like, hang on. I like saw this store on the way. And I was like, I feel like there's going to be a kite in there. So I walk inside and I was like, what are the chances you sell kites? And she's like, we literally just started carrying them yesterday. And she was so excited. And she had this whole, I don't know, display of all of these different kites. So I got a little butterfly one. And we went to the beach and I like, when I say, usually my peaks of the week, um, they're like a little better than the average moment, but this was like a big peak. I was having so much fun. It was kind of like that moment earlier this summer where Clay and I were picnicking and we were like rolling each other up in the blanket. Like there's very few times in your adult life that you're like laughing so hard that you truly just forget your surroundings 
things and like all the stress melts away. But Clay, Clay and I were flying this kite and we got it all the way to the end of the string and it was so windy. Like this thing was zooming around and we were like doing kite tricks. Like we would... um give a little slack to the line. We'd like pull it in a little bit. So it would start to dive and we were like doing figure eights. And we were putting on a show for the beach. We were the only kite. <laughs> and we were like, and I was like sprinting around, like would do like a hundred yard run with the kite. And then I'd run back and then we would do some stuff. Like seriously, it was so funny and so much fun. And the little baby, this year old, he was all about it. Like he just Aww. thought it was so cool. It was just like watching in awe. Um, but yeah, I didn't bring it back in my suitcase because it was too big. So the Airbnb we were staying at, I just like left it in the closet oh, and like the game closet. And I was like, you know, someone else will get use out of this. But it inspired me. I'm like, wow, there needs to be like a cute kite company. Mm. Like, tell me that there is one, you know, like, because I had to get like an, it was cute, but it was like neon colored, you know, kind of like that crappy plasticky tent material, but like a blue handle. I was like, how cute would it be to have like neutral toned kites with like a wood handle and like make them like an art form and like use sustainable materials. All right. Maybe my calling is to become this, this kite girl for life. Um, but <laughs> literally we're going to have to cut that part of the podcast because I think you need to run with that idea. Like that's such a good idea. I know. I'm like, do I make it like a division of new wave? Like new wave just like makes its own kites. I don't know. Yeah. But- <laughs> Sky you know, wave. thinking because like air wave. There, oh, there we go. <laughs> kite wave. Sorry, it's dumb. Uh, but okay, okay, okay. Enough about my kite rambles. All right. No, seriously, that's iconic. <laughs> that sounds so fun, and I'm so happy for you. Thank you. All right. So your guys' peaks of the weeks. Leah said, "Getting a library card so I can finally start reading." Yes, we love a library moment. Have so much fun. Mallory said, closing on our very first house with my husband and a baby is on its way in November. Congratulations, Mallory. It seems like you and your family are doing awesome. Oh, Nanette said, crushing my new workout goal. Hella sore and smug. There you go. Pop off. Max said, heading to Valencia to escape this Madrid heat wave. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if she lives there full time, but both sound amazing. I'm jealous. So fun. We love Spain. All right. So those are your guys' peaks. As always, send yours in to our Instagram at We're Already Friends. And really quick announcements. We're so excited to see you guys tomorrow at New Wave in Omaha, Nebraska for our little live event. It's going to be so much fun. And we'll do like a little debriefing on how the event went next week's episode. So yeah, stay tuned for that. And if you're around or in the Omaha, Lincoln, Nebraska area. Come through. We're going to have such a good time. Saturday, July 23rd, 7 to 10 p.m. Perfect. Anything else? Nope. All right. Perfect. (laughs) We can hop in to our topic. All right. Diving into today's topic. In the past, we've done a few confidence style episodes. One is episode 27 and one is episode 48. And they're both in our top 10 of our most downloaded episodes. It seems to be content that you guys are really seeking. So we thought we would do a deep dive into confidence. I think Kara and I have both grown a lot even since our last confidence episodes and had a little more perspective around like what confidence even means. And so we wanted to talk about how confidence, you know, like get down to the root of it. Like why why might you be lacking confidence? And then how can becoming more confident push you to pursue your dreams and get out of your comfort zone and do things that you never would have thought that you had the confidence to do? Yeah. And through our research, we've found that getting out of your comfort zone can be the vehicle to being more confident, which can sound really scary at first. But I think through our explanations and through some stories that we're going to share, you're really going to see how getting out of your comfort zone can be a really big piece in becoming a more confident person. We're going to hit a few talking points today, such as like, what is your comfort zone? Why it's important to get out of your comfort zone? Why you might be lacking confidence in the first place? How you can reflect on that? Actions to get you out of your comfort zone? And then just some final thoughts that we have around it. Awesome. One thing I wanted to note before we get started is that your fears might vary around different things. So while you're listening to this, kind of note like the courage to apply for your dream job might be a little different than the shadow work needed to feel more comfortable to like go out to an event without wearing makeup. So there is no one size fits all of like, how do I become more confident? It's going to be different for everyone. We all have different genes, different upbringings, different. We were parented different. Our schooling was different. We are in different economic brackets. So we're going to kind of go generalized and then just take whatever applies to you and your own experience. Yeah. And if a little bit out of your comfort zone this time around, definitely make sure to listen to episode 27 because we gave some tips for how to hone in on what you're really good at and like how to really take 
take advantage of your strengths and play into those, be more confident. So kind of like the flip side of this conversation is in episode 27. So if you want to start there, go for that. But if you're ready to take it to the next level, stay right here. Stay right here. Okay. (laughs) So what is your comfort zone? I was like kind of trying to write this and think about what I wanted to say. And in my research, I found this excerpt from the Rescue blog, R-E-S-C-U. And she did such a good job explaining it that I was like, you know what? I'm just going to kind of read what she said because she did such a good job. So your comfort zone is a place where we're familiar with thoughts, actions, and feelings toward any task, situation, person, or experience. We understand the structure and how to perform, aka routine. Now, she says, I'm all for routine. It sets up the foundational support structure where what was once unfamiliar becomes familiar. It's easy for us to follow through and understand what's expected from our end. Our comfort zone allows for us to rest, to complete what's needed in a more relaxed state, and a chance to recharge and reset ourselves. And our comfort zone is neither positive or negative. It's a state where we get to rest, be a little productive, and take a break. However, problem comes in, we all know, where you stay in your comfort zone for too long. She says, staying in your comfort zone for extended periods of time is like an extended holiday in one place only. Same food, same place, same people, same routine. It's great at first, relaxing, indulging in all that you want. But if it continues, then complacency can sneak in. And we all have heard the term like feeling stuck in a rut. So that's usually where that comes in, where life just kind of starts to get a little monotonous. It's mundane. And you're like not switching it up. And we've talked about this in the past about like time, how if you're not switching up your life, like boom, you look back and you're just like, wow, I blinked and it's been a year because your brain is kind of on autopilot when everything is the same. Mm-hmm. And that's literally why we've talked about how 2020 felt like the longest year ever because we were all shaken up and our lives were completely altered. Where then 2021 felt like a really short, fast year because we kind of just like figured out our routines and stuck with them and time flew by. So yeah, I love all that. And yeah. Exactly. And it's like the, it's the balance. Like we all need routine to get things done in our lives. You know, like our laundry, get to work, have a nice morning routine that sets your day up for success. But we all, on the flip side, we need to push ourselves out of our comfort zone and shake it up so that we can grow and get the things that we've always wanted. So there's a fine line between stepping out in a way that builds your confidence and not in a way that gives you so much anxiety and causes you so much undue stress that you're like, oh my God, I'm never doing that again. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And we'll give some tips for how to get out of your comfort zone in a way that does not cause massive anxiety. I think another part of your comfort zone are limiting beliefs. And I want to touch briefly on this. Uh, When I was researching, trying new things and getting out of your comfort zone, limiting beliefs kept coming up. And what limiting beliefs are is a state of mind or belief about yourself that restricts you in some way. Everyone experiences limiting beliefs, but learning how to identify them can help you proactively prevent these beliefs from limiting you. So even just listening to this, you might be saying to yourself, well, I'm not the type of person that can go out into a new situation and try a new thing every day or go try new workout classes. Like that just scares me. But it's funny because how do you know that you can't do that? I think that we all just put these things on ourselves and convince ourselves that we can't do things when there's so many times where our bodies have proven our minds wrong time and time again. Like, do you guys remember in elementary school or middle school when you do the pacer test? Like I remember thinking that I can only ever get to a certain level. But then once you hit that level and everyone else around you is still running down back and forth in the gym, you're like, no, I cannot let this girl who's so much less unathletic than me beat me. And you would go further than you thought. Like, I don't know if you have that same memory, but I remember thinking like, I'm not going to stop now because I think you only have to do a certain level to pass gym class. And like you thought you were just going to do that level and be done. But then when everyone else is still going, it's mind over matter. Absolutely. Oh my God. I so remember the pace <laughs> test. I think that's where my competitiveness started because I would get to the end of that every single time, mm-hmm. no matter what. Like I would be, so many people didn't want to sweat during the pace test because she's like, go back to class. And I was like, I don't care. All out, just like cutthroat in like the elementary school gym <laughs> yes. or the middle school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I feel like there's just so many times in our lives where we think that we're not worthy of something or that we could never be that person that does that. And I think that trying new things is literally a vehicle to get you past those limiting beliefs. Totally. And how often have we like said to ourselves, like, I mean, I've said it like, oh, I'm not a yoga girl. Yes. I, you know, you're like, I'm never someone who could travel by myself. We like project that those other people that do those things have this special trait that like we don't have, but everyone starts somewhere. Every person had to go to their first yoga class. Every solo traveler had to take that first little trip by themselves, which maybe was going to a coffee shop by themselves for the first time. So like we all have to start at ground 
ground zero and build our confidence up on things. Yes. And like you said earlier, these things that prevent us from trying new things or doing new things can have come into our life so early on. Like you might be thinking that you're not that person for XYZ reason because of something so many years ago that you don't even know why. Um, And one of the TED Talks I listened to by Hank Vanderklok, he talked about how he was going on a hike on these horses. And at the end of the day, they would put the horses on these wooden stakes that are like a foot in the ground. Like these hundreds of pound horses were just like tied to the ground with the tiniest little post. And he's like, how are these horses staying there? And the trainer was saying that when they were younger, they put them on like really heavy, strong posts and then the horses try to pull away so they wouldn't escape. And they just thought that this post was like one of those really heavy ones that they couldn't pull away from. But if the horses had just tried, they would have escaped into the woods because these posts were just like so fragile and tiny. And I feel like that can apply to a lot of our lives. And that's what this guy was saying is like, how many times are you tied up to a post that you could probably break free of, but you don't even try because when you are younger or for some past reason, you think that you can't be different, do something different. Yeah, it's super sad. Yeah. Our next partner, Athletic Greens, has a product Allison and I really love and think is super cool. I started taking AG1 once I started traveling like crazy for work. Their travel packs make it super easy to take care of my gut health while traveling, keep my immune system in check, and give me energy that I need to work on super long production days. Yes, I've also been able to try Athletic Greens. I got it for a gift for Christmas, and I'm so impressed by the product and its ingredients. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It's lifestyle-friendly. Me and Allison are raving about the ingredients. We love that it's keto, paleo, it's plant-based, dairy-free, gluten-free. In our own experiences, you can really incorporate it into any diet or lifestyle that you choose, and it costs less than $3 a day. To make it easy to reclaim your gut health, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We want to say thank you to one of our sponsors of the show, She Podcasts Live. Are you a woman podcaster looking to take your show to the next level? If the answer is yes, then you should attend the She Podcasts Live this October. You'll be able to learn from some of the best female podcasters in the world and get insider tips on how to make your podcast even better. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, this event is for you. Not only you'll be able to learn tons of new information, but you'll also be able to network with other amazing podcasters. This is a great opportunity for anyone who wants to take their podcasting skills to the next level. She Podcasts Live is committed to bringing a diverse and inclusive lineup and their team works extremely hard to make sure that those who are chosen to speak are 50% women of color, LGBTQ, or both. They also highlight industry experts and leaders in the space so attendees are exposed to the women at the top. She Podcast Live is giving Already Friends listeners a special discount of $50 off your ticket when you use the code AF. She Podcast promises that you'll leave feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to take on anything. Go to ShePodcastLive.com, use code AF to register, and thank you so much to She Podcast Live for sponsoring the podcast. So I think with that, we can go to our next point of why you should break free from your horse post, why you should get out of your comfort zone, because (laughs) on this other side of this discomfort is like a whole new life, a whole new life. And we all know it's scary at first. It can cause, you know, a little bit of butterflies, a little bit of anxiety. You know, you're going to have to pep talk yourself, but... Once you break through that, like the world is your oyster and it just keeps opening and opening. So I made a little bulleted list that we might just kind of like rapid fire from Mm -hmm. some reasons why you should get out of that comfort zone. One, you might find a new hobby or passion. How would you know if you like to do something if you never gave it a try? Exactly. Next one, you could meet someone who could change your life. Like the world always says, you have more things in common with people than you have that are different. So through these new experiences, you could find someone who you really resonate with. Yeah, and that could be a friend, a romantic partner, a business opportunity. There are so many things. Three, you could make more money. If you don't ask, you won't receive in most cases. Yeah. Um, You could open your mind and broaden perspectives. That's always great. You will eventually start to handle change better and adapt to new situations. Like once you're putting yourself out there and change becomes the norm, you start to feel more comfortable with that. Yeah, and you release control over situations because maybe that might be your case if you're not trying new things because you feel like you like to be in control and you like to know what to expect. This could be a really great activity 
for you to do to just kind of learn how to deal with that better. Staying in a safe little bubble would just be a waste of all of your gifts. Like how would you know what you could put out into the world? What skills, what amazing things you have to share if you just stay tightly wrapped? Mm -hmm. Doing your things could help you discover your sense of self. I think this is a big one. I kind of wrote this down in some of our notes later, but finding, um, making a goal of trying new things, whether that be in whatever category you want, could give you purpose and could help you find what your purpose is. Because I think if you had a goal, like I'm going to go and try a new restaurant every week or a new workout class every week, that's literally a purpose. And you have a reason to go out every single day. And like, you know, you're going to tackle that. You know, you're going to do it. And that can give you some direction if you're feeling a little lost. Another one is that it may improve your performance or you may find a more efficient way of doing things. Like, let's say you've always done your morning routine the same way. And one day you decide to change it up by adding like a walk or stretching into it. And you realize like, wow, that actually improves my whole day. Or you realize if you wake up 30 minutes earlier, you aren't sprinting out the door late and flustered. So switching it up can help us realize like there could be better ways to do things. Mm -hmm. A few other ones that we really like, you could feel more creative. You'll likely feel less bored. I think that's a huge one. Like if you're bored, what a better way than to try all these random things that you've never done before. I have a quote on boredom. My mom would always say this to me when I was a kid. You know, when you're a kid, you're like, I'm bored. And you're like pouting because your parent is like not entertaining you for the umpteenth hour in a row, probably. She would always say, only boring people get bored. And so me and my sister would like never say it after she started saying that because I was like, okay, you're right. Like, guess I'll just like go jump on the trampoline or guess I'll go to the park or guess I'll get out my watercolors because... Of course, we all like get bored, but if you look at boredom in a new light of, oh, this like things have slowed down, this is a time for me to go do something instead of just like sitting in your boredom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, if you set out what that is going to be, then you can make a whole list of things around like this idea of doing something new. And then there's no way you could be bored. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think finally, one of the ones that we were really thinking of is it helps you build trust with yourself that you'll follow through on your dreams and hopefully inspire those around you. And in some of the... When I was researching, a few of the people that I had read about that did try new things had blogged about it or told friends about it. And then they found that people were sending them recommendations on things to do or they were inviting them on things to do. Like one of the gals who had done... I think she did new things every single day for a whole year. She got invited to do polar plunges and got invited to do all these crazy things like culturally and all across the world. And I think that this could be a really fun activity if you tell people around you and they could get involved. And then boom, you're connected with more people. You're experiencing new things. You're living life to its fullest. So many good things with this. Absolutely. And inspiring other people to improve their lives is a huge satisfaction to yourself doing it. Like if Kara and I was starting this podcast with us just sharing little things about our lives, like, you know, starting the podcast was out of our comfort zone. We had never done that before. But then realizing that this is a safe place for you guys to just listen during your your walks or on your drive or something. It's like, wow, that's so reassuring. Like what if Kara and I had just been like, you know what? We have imposter syndrome. The world doesn't need another podcast. We're just two young girls. Like, what do we know? If we had let all of that take over our thoughts, then like we wouldn't have the podcast. And so many of you guys have even said like, wow, the Already Friends show has inspired us to start our own podcast. Mm -hmm. So if you're not going to do it for yourself initially, you could think about how many people you could help if you just tried that new thing or put yourself out there. Yeah, I seriously love all that. I think with all that, we're going to backtrack a little bit and just take a little discussion about why people lack confidence. Um, We kind of dove into some of the reasons. And if you're thinking what we just said, all sounds great, um, but it is easier said than done. So we're going to go through the root of why people lack confidence and self-esteem. Yes. So there are many reasons. One is trauma. Whether that's physical, sexual, and or emotional abuse, it can significantly affect our feelings of self-worth. This is one where we would definitely recommend going to a professional or a therapist to talk through because that that's a really big thing. And it's probably not just affecting your confidence, but a lot of other areas of your life. Yeah. And if you haven't heard this already or you don't realize this, everyone is worthy of living a confident life 
And if that is something that is negatively impacting you day to day, highly recommend trying to work through that with a therapist or a professional. Because yeah, you deserve to live a life where you're thriving and trying new things and being confident in given situations. Um, Our next reason that you could be lacking confidence is parenting. Again, another really sad situation, but maybe you grew up with parents who discouraged you from doing new things. Or on the flip side, you grew up with awesome parents who praised you, encouraged you, and supported you. And that made you feel super confident. Um, I know for me, I had awesome parents growing up. And I think that is probably why I'm a confident person. I'm so lucky that my mom and my dad always encouraged me to try new things. And even if I wasn't the best person at it, like if I said that I wanted to try the dive team, they would let me sign up for the dive team and I would be horrible and I would suck at it and I would quit probably like within the next couple of weeks, but I tried and they just like cheered me on along the way. So yeah, I think that is a huge, huge piece of the puzzle. Absolutely. And we've said it on the podcast before, but parents are just kids with kids. Like we were saying at the beginning of this mm-hmm. episode, like, oh my gosh, couldn't imagine having a kid. Well, it happens a lot that parents have kids and they weren't ready for that. And they haven't taken the time to deal with their own physical or mental trauma. Maybe they have a physical health issue. Maybe they have a substance abuse problem and they're not really being the best parent or guardian that they could be for you. So since they can't even hardly take care of themselves, it might've been very hard for them to encourage you to do whatever you want, um, to encourage, you know, if you wanted to try the dive team, maybe they didn't have the finances to support you in all of those new endeavors. So know that, you know, with the trauma and parenting, a lot of that could be out of your control as a child. But like Kara said, it would just be so sad if you weren't able to overcome that and be the amazing person that you are because of unfortunate situations during your upbringing. Yeah, and it hopefully can be in your control to move forward from that and work through that because the past is the past and all we have right now is the present. And yeah, if you're struggling with any of those, we definitely encourage you to figure out a way to thrive and figure out the way to work through those negative parts of your past, which another one that ties into that is childhood bullying. Unfortunately, again, bullying is a huge part of why some people lack confidence. Um, Adolescence is such a key time for self-exploration. You're figuring out if you like music or sports or theater and you're trying to fit in and make friends. And if you had a humiliating bullying experience, that voice can chirp in the back of your head for years and years to come. Yeah. And it doesn't even just have to be childhood bullying. There's harassment in all grades of schooling. There's harassment in sports clubs, in college, in the adult workplace. And I feel like bullying has this like embarrassing connotation kind of still like, oh, you were bullied. Like, I feel like people still don't like to come forward and say that they were bullied. I don't, do you kind of know what I mean? There's Mm -hmm. like a weird stigma around it, but so many people have experienced bullying and you can still be like a tough, confident person. And if someone bullies you, like that can really get you down. Like it doesn't feel good to be on the receiving end of that. So if you're someone who is already lacking confidence and self-esteem, one hurtful comment can like stay with you for so long. I, to this day, am so self-conscious of my hands. Like they're really wrinkly because this guy that I had a crush on in like the third grade, I don't know what we were doing, but we're like on the playground and my hands were near him. And he was like, don't touch me with your wrinkly grandma hands. Those are so gross. And like to this day, like I've always been self-conscious of my hands, like from that comment. And Clay said the same thing about his voice one time, like in elementary school, he got made fun of for his voice. And so when I was like telling him to come on the podcast, he was like, he's like, I'm just so self-conscious of my voice. Cause like I got bullied for it when I was younger. Oh God, and I it's got like bullied so for crazy my voice too. That's so funny. Really? Yes. Literally a core memory or like, we were doing like a, an exercise in music class and we had to like go around and they're like, okay, now can someone mimic Kara's voice? Like she meant like the tone, the pitch and someone like m- like roasted me for how I was talking. And I'm like, oh, like she meant like talk high like this, talk low like this. But then they just like, I don't know, did whatever how I talked <sighs> and like the whole class started laughing and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I can't yeah, recover what from if this. You had, yeah, and that probably did stick with you for a long time. And what if you had never gotten past that and then not not done the t- podcast, made your TikToks yeah. or not the podcast? Because I thought yeah. my voice was annoying. Yeah, and I used to never, you know how I like literally hold my smoothie cup and my coffee and like every freaking Instagram story I ever post now, I used to never have my hand in a thing. Like I didn't want anyone to see how wrinkly my hands are. And my nails have to be short because I'm always thrifting and peeling stickers off. So I can't have like nice long nails to overcompensate for it. So I've just had to accept this. And 
I feel like people like my smoothies or maybe, yeah. <laughs> just, but no one's even looking at my hands is the yes. point. I think with all this reasons and many more for why you might lack confidence, I think at the root of, at the root of it all is like that people just aren't thinking about these things as much as we are. Mm. And I've seen a lot of TikToks and stuff about this lately, but it's like, no one gives a shit about you. And like, not in a mean way, but then like a very self-assuring way and kind of like a, okay, wait, that's actually kind of comforting way is that no one is thinking about you as much as you're thinking about yourself. And it's like this whole theory of like spotlight theory that we just like think everyone's thinking about us. And I think at the root of all these things with obviously more work needed in some areas than others, but we just really tend to think that everyone's thinking about us. Or if we do, if we try something new and look stupid, that everyone's going to laugh at us. And it's like, no, literally no one cares. Like I know for me, something new that I've been trying recently is getting into Pilates and the instructor will be saying something like, okay, we're going to do one red spring, one yellow spring. We're going to do this, this, this and go. And I'm like, I'm looking around and like everyone's like flying across their machines. And I'm like, who cares that I'm like three seconds delayed? Like I I know that now that I'm better at the Pilates when I'm doing the class, I have not looked up once at another person because my legs are shaking so violently that I'm like, no, I'm not looking at the girl who's new, like seven machines down is like a little delayed or doesn't know how to do a lunge. Like no one is thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you. So hopefully that's a little comforting. Exactly. I think that was a great point. Um, Another, a few more reasons that people might be lacking confidence are your gender, race, or sexual orientation. There's a lot of statistics that women are just naturally not as confident as men. Don't go into all of that, but you know, with race and sexual orientation, of course, we see people of LGBTQ plus like discriminated against all the time. Um, Your race, like we know that this is like a problem in our culture and kind of how we were just talking about the bullying comments. Like if some someone's received a really hateful message regarding their gender, race, or sexual orientation, you could really internalize that negative, untrue message that someone else was just projecting onto you. And that doesn't have to be yours to carry. And then another one is perfectionism. This was definitely something I struggled with a lot as a kid is like, I just always wanted things to be right. I would just like wanted to do a good job. But a lot of times if you're trying to be too much of a perfectionist, you might not even get started or you might not want to get started until you have all the right things and the timing is right. And, you know, we live in a very chaotic world and unexpected things are coming all of the time. So waiting until there's the perfect moment or the perfect time is not really a likely condition. Yeah. And if you want to live a fulfilled life and have fun, you're going to have to get over your perfectionism real quick because literally the whole point of this is like to get outside your comfort zone and perfectionism cannot come outside of your comfort zone, like at least immediately. No way. Those two do not correlate, but getting out of your comfort zone can bring so much happiness and so much fulfillment. So yeah, I think a lot of people do struggle with this and that can be a really hard one to get over. But again, it's something that you're really only thinking about and like what might be your worst version or the worst iteration of you or your effort could be like so much, still so amazing and so good. So yeah, I think that's a that's a big one that people struggle with. And then the last two are just advertisements and social media. This one is a no-brainer. I think we've all experienced it where you're feeling okay, you're feeling pretty confident or you're happy about an achievement you made. And then you get on your phone and you see a highlight reel of all of these strangers or people you know on the internet also sharing theirs. And you can immediately just feel really bad about yourself. And you know, these advertisements, companies have to sell to you. So especially like in the beauty and fashion industry, they're capitalizing on your insecurity. Securities. Like think of the whole plastic surgery, Botox, like makeup realm. They they couldn't sell their product if everyone didn't think that they needed those things. Mm-hmm. The all all of the fashion huge sellers in the world couldn't get you to buy their stuff if you, they weren't constantly pushing new trends and making you feel like you didn't have enough to wear in your wardrobe. So just be aware that when you're logging onto these apps, that you know these companies don't really care about your mental health. They care about sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's up to you to be like, actually, no, I like the way that I look. Like scroll. If you have like that solid foundation of knowing who you are and knowing what your style is or that you already are enough, then none of this can really get you. So I think with that, we can go into our next talking point of just reflecting on self-esteem. And if you really aren't sure where you're at with confident self-esteem, here are some questions that you can ask yourself to kind of gauge where you're at. 
and maybe figure out where you want to be and I don't know, find a way to get from point A to point B. Absolutely. So whether you just think about these as we're saying them, or maybe you write them down in a journal and slowly come up with answers yourself, or you, I also wrote down like some affirmations. Affirmations are really helpful for me when I started on my personal development journey. And I know affirmations don't work for everyone. You can kind of do your own research of if you feel like they would help you or not. But here we go. Some questions to consider. When we were reading through these reasons why you might be lacking self-esteem, did any factors particularly resonate? What was the most negative experience in your life and how do you think that's impacted you? Do you feel supported by your loved ones, your friends, family, coworkers? Do you feel like they are supporting you in your journey? Do you show up for yourself? And are you proud of the person you're becoming? Yeah, I think those are all great questions. That's really gonna like really get to the root of how you're feeling. Um, we'll put those questions on our website too. We always link these kind of things in our show notes. So if you wanna see those written down and like Allison said, journal on them or reflect on them, those will be on our website. And then yeah, some confident, some things confident people might say, some affirmations. I am not worth less than others. I don't fear feedback. I don't fear failure. It doesn't have to be perfect. I am skeptical of advertisements telling me I need to change my body or do X, Y, and Z to look better. I know they're trying to, I know they're trying to profit off my insecurities. I know that people's social media pages are just a piece of someone, but not their whole being. I enjoy trying new things. I don't let others decide my goals for me. I get to take up space too. My opinion matters. I confront challenges. I know I have good days and bad days, but I'm just trying to be a little better one day at a time. Yeah, and again, we'll put those on our website so you can incorporate those into your morning journal, your affirmations, your daily habits of writing down what you're thankful for, daily affirmations, all that stuff. So yeah. And I think with that, we can get into actually getting out of your comfort zone and some actions that you can take to live this fulfilled life. Absolutely. Now we get to the fun Mm -hmm. part. I think that that's, you know, a big lesson of life is like, we always just want the fun, shiny object. Like, ooh, it would be so cool to book that solo trip across Europe. But most of these amazing things, like, oh, it'd be so cool to buy a car. It'd be so cool to have my dream job. It requires the heavy lifting. And I think that social media has really over-glamorized like the whole personal growth, personal development journey to be this like really cute, beautiful, easy thing. But it's not. It's hard. It's waking up earlier than you want to. It's changing your diet, going to that workout class when you don't feel like it, making sacrifices. So that's why we wanted to talk about all of that at the beginning of this episode is that it does take some work. and. That will make stepping out of your comfort zone and getting that reward so much more worth it. So some things you can do are keep trying small new things again and again. Like let's say the big goal is to do like a big solo trip, maybe to a different country. Start small. Go to coffee shops by yourself. Go out to dinner by yourself. Go to a botanical garden by yourself. Like how can you break down your bigger goal of getting outside of your comfort zone into bite-sized pieces? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have a goal of wanting to public speak, like maybe you want to do a TEDx talk at your local TEDx conference, how can you use your voice in smaller ways? Like can you talk to your Instagram stories or can you post a reel telling your story or TikTok or how can you use your voice and share your message in other ways that you can build up to that moment? Exactly. And each level, it'll get easier and easier. Like if you shoot for the stars out of the gate, you might, that might be like so scary. And if you don't get the desired outcome, you might be too afraid to ever try it again. But if you slowly build and you're, you know, you post the stories and you're like, okay, that wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. Then you make the real and you're like, okay, now I feel like I can, you know, you just keep keep moving up and that will continue to make you feel more and more confident. Yeah. And I think with that, it's like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Um, when you take that small step, like Allison said, you'll realize like the worst thing isn't going to happen. Like it rarely ever does. So yeah, I love that. Our next thing, use your self-doubt to prove yourself wrong. Don't do it for anyone else. Do it for you. Show up for yourself and show yourself that you matter. Yeah, I think with all this, we would hope and I hope that I want to do all this for myself. And when I try new things, it really is at the end of the day to benefit yourself. And it's not really for anyone else. Like obviously through sharing the new activities that you're trying or the new experiences that you're having, you can inspire other people and motivate other people too. But don't forget at the end of the day that this is for you. This is to make your life more exciting 
exciting to bring you more experiences and yeah, use your self-doubt to prove yourself wrong. Another one is to identify avoidant, avoidant thoughts. When fear and doubt creep in, because they always will, no matter how long you get in your confidence journey, there's no end to this. It's a forever thing. Just kindly tell yourself that that part of your brain can be quiet. I was reading this book that, you know, our, our brains were wired for us back in the day to be afraid of like, a bear coming to eat you, like actual really scary things. And so that alarm is still going off when you're trying to do something like, I just keep saying it, but like go to the coffee shop by yourself. It, that fear is triggered, but you're like, actually, is is there a real fear, fear here? Mm-hmm. Like what? Are people going to think that I'm just sitting here by myself? Like what is actually the fear around that? And is it a life or death situation? Usually not. Of course, sometimes I understand that if you're going to go backpacking through a foreign country by yourself, there are some actual safety precautions to take. But the majority of things like we're talking about, applying for that job, going to that workout class, your life is usually not on the line. Yeah. But we're taught to think that it is. Yes. And as Allison said, identify avoidant thoughts. I think a huge thought that comes into our heads when we're trying something new is, oh my gosh, I look so stupid. And I need to grab my phone and like look at my phone so I don't look stupid. Like you said, being in a coffee shop alone or maybe something you want to try is going out to eat by yourself and like challenge yourself. If that avoidant thought is like, I look stupid, I look weird, I'm going to grab my phone. Like try to not grab your phone. I feel like that's a huge one is like we try to cope with what we think other people are perceiving us with like by grabbing our phone or like looking like we're too cool for school. But it's like, no, identify those thoughts and tell your brain to shut the fuck up. And going back to no one else cares, like if you are at a restaurant and you see someone eating by themselves, you probably don't notice. Mm -hmm. Literally in every restaurant all day long, there are people eating by themselves and you don't usually look like, oh, wow, that sad person. I bet they have no friends. I bet they're just so mean and lame and like, why don't they have anyone to eat with? No, you just walk past them because you're thinking about Mm -hmm. yourself. You're probably walking. Yeah, exactly. You're probably thinking about what people are thinking about you. So it's all a continuous cycle. Next one, become more in tune with your emotions. Journal, meditate, allow yourself to feel it all. Allow yourself to hear your thoughts. Evaluate yourself objectively. Another one is to look at yourself from a loved one's perspective. I can so easily look at my friends, play my family members, and think of all of their amazing traits and like what makes them so special. And we can try to encourage others around us like, oh my gosh, you should so do that thing. Because from the outside perspective, you can see their worth and all the amazing things that they bring to the table. If you were looking at yourself from an outside perspective, would you be noticing that tiny, tiny thing? Like the way your eyebrows are shaped or something like that. Be like, no, oh my gosh, they have such a great smile. Oh my gosh, I feel so happy when I'm around them. Oh, they're so good at XYZ thing. Like I really feel like they should push that further. The things that are we think are flaws about ourselves, most people wouldn't do not even notice them. How often... Has it happened to you in life where you're like, oh my gosh, like I have this is it coming in or something. And people are like, I literally didn't even see it. Yeah. But we're we're like so quick to point out our own flaws. Oh yeah. And I think when you talk about your flaws, it just makes other people think about them and it just brings such a negative vibe to the room. So if you can become more aware of when you want to say something bad about yourself or yeah, call one of your flaws, try to hold it back because I think more times than not, it just makes that other person think, oh, do I have that flaw too? And it just brings everyone down. Or when someone compliments you, this is the big one, just accepting the compliment instead of like deflecting it. Like if someone's like, oh my gosh, I love your outfit or I love how you did your hair. You can just say thank you. You don't have to like put it down Mm -hmm. and belittle yourself or like make the person giving you a compliment feel like they didn't need to give Mm -hmm. that. No, Absolutely. Um, I think another thing, focus more on your best qualities rather than your flaws. We all have amazing things about us that come naturally. So hone in on those gifts. The way I kind of think of it is like, let's say my smile is a 10 out of 10. I'm like, wow, I have great teeth. I have a great smile, but I have weird toes. I could spend my whole life trying to fix my weird toes for what? Might as well just hone in on my smile. Like my wrinkly hands. I could spend a million dollars Botox. I don't even know. Can you Botox the wrinkles out of your hands or do all of this stuff? But no one is really noticing my hands. So I might as well use my smile to say hi to people around me, to make videos, to take fun photos with my loved ones. So just honing in on those things that are you're already doing well instead of focusing so much on what you want to fix. Yeah, with all that, just remember that how you physically look is only a small part of who you are. And this does not dictate your life. And truly how people talk about you and speak highly of you is rarely ever about your physical traits. 
I think with getting out of your comfort zone specifically and the actions to do that, something that I think could be a really useful tool is making a list of those things that you want to try that are new. And I think you could do different categories with this. Maybe you could do new things you want to try in your hometown, new things you want to try while traveling, and even maybe quantifying it and say when you'll do these things or how often you'll do these things. A lot of the people that I had researched, like I mentioned, they did like a 30-day challenge of trying new things every single day for 30 days. One lady did it for a whole year. But I think making a goal and maybe quantifying when you're going to do it could be really helpful. Um, There's a gal on TikTok, Kit Keenan. She's going around New York City and trying to find the best Caesar salad. And I'm like, that is such a cool challenge because it's giving her purpose to like connect with a friend and maybe see if a friend wants to go with her to try a new Caesar salad. She's going to all these new restaurants, trying new things and has like that little bit of comfortability because she knows that she's probably still going to like that it's a Caesar salad, but is maybe exploring all these different parts of the city, going to all these new restaurants that maybe she wouldn't have gone to before. So I think that's kind of like a fun example that you can dip your toe in to try new things. I love mm-hmm. that. I just remembered this idea and I, I hate that I can't remember where it's from, but they're talking about historically and when we were evolving, our lives had so much more like, like you were fighting for your life. And so people felt like they, you know, they had they had a purpose to like try to stay alive because if they if they didn't go out and hunt and if they didn't do these things, they literally weren't going to live to see another day. But most of us now, we're pretty comfortable. We have a home, we have food, we have a job, we have an iPhone. And so becoming bored or complacent is pretty easy, which is crazy because in our world, we have so many millions of options, but it's almost like there's so much happening that we forget that we need adversity. And it's like adversity gets like a negative light, like, oh my gosh, well, I finally have this like easy, comfortable life. Like why would I make it so it's like hard? But we we as humans need adversity to overcome. Like it's, it's very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't just keep climbing, 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 going up without having to go down a little bit. Like I feel like adversity brings challenge and challenge brings growth. I think it all ties together. So I love that you said that. All right, wrapping up all around, I would consider myself a pretty brave person. I love change. I love trying new things. And I don't think I really give myself enough credit for the fact that this is like probably one of my strongest traits. But I think it kind of stems back to my parents also being so supportive and so encouraging. So I got started on this like getting out of my comfort zone journey at a very young age. So I really feel like there's no better time than the present to start doing this because you're only going to have more opportunities and more experiences come each time you get out of your comfort zone. Like I remember thinking back to how afraid I would have been to run a half marathon. And then I did it. And it's like, oh, okay, that wasn't so bad. I, how afraid I was to like go to a yoga class because I was like, I don't I don't even, they're saying all of those words and I don't know what those mean. And now yoga is like something I do every few days that literally keeps me sane or traveling. Like, of course, at some point I was afraid to go out of the country, but then you do it. And I have, not, that's like made me so many friends. It's brought me so many connections. It's opened so many doors. And if I wouldn't have done those things, like what a shame for my life that would have been to have not met those people, not have found those hobbies and those passions. And so one thing leads to an accident. It's really hard to see like, okay, well, if I open that one door, it's hard to know what's going to continue to be behind that. But the sooner you get started, the more that's going to come to you. Yeah, I love all that. I think tying this back to my experience in life as well, I know that I'm very lucky to have a job where I get to do new things and getting to travel to new destinations and help promote tourism to those places. Like my entire week of working that week is a new experience every single day. And how we mentioned before, like those moments in my life have been the days where those days feel long. And I feel like I'm living life to the fullest because I'm really utilizing every single minute. And like every single minute actually feels like a minute. So we don't need to travel across the country or across the world to do that. The quote that Allison said, earlier in the episode with comfort zone is being in your comfort zone is like being on a vacation, but only at one destination. When you try something new that day, that's like going on a vacation and living that long day and that long life, but at home or wherever you are, you don't have to go that far. No, I know exactly what you're Mm -hmm. trying to say. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope this can inspire you to think about where in your life you can get out of your comfort zone. I think I would challenge you. I think I'm going to challenge myself to do this. Maybe write down three things that I can do in the next month that are new. And it doesn't have to be something that even aligns with your goals or what you want to do because maybe that is where you're getting stuck up. It's like, well, I don't want to try Pilates. I don't want to try yoga. Like, I'm not trying to be that person. Literally just find something where you live or where you're traveling to in the next month that is just bizarre, maybe a little out there. Write it down. And I challenge you to get out there and do it because 
even if it's not for you and you try something that's just not something you're going to vibe with, I can guarantee you're going to come out of that experience with a story or a very fun memory that you can share with other people or a new friend. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be a big, crazy thing. It might be trying a new recipe. Mm -hmm. It might be going to a new neighborhood in your town. It might be hosting a piece of content that you've like never shared before. It really doesn't have to be super big and scary, but just challenging yourself to get out of your little safe bubble. I know for me, something that I'm doing this week that's out of my comfort zone is having our event and like talking in front of all these people and doing a live episode. So there you go. We're going to run into this challenge full steam with that one. So stay tuned for next week for how that all goes. But yeah, I think this has been a really inspiring conversation. I know that I'm going to take these tips and hopefully get out there and do some cool things and have some cool stories to share. Amazing. And just remember guys, if you reframe fail, F-A-I-L to first attempt at learning and realizing that you're just a human here for the first time. So you're not, you're not going to be an expert right out of the gate and And you don't have to compare yourself to someone who's maybe been doing something for years and has all of this experience. Be brave enough to try something new and eventually you'll get where you want to go. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. Well, that was another episode of Already Friends. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much again for listening to another episode. We seriously appreciate all the love and support. And to show our appreciation, Allison's going to announce a giveaway that we have going on and she's going to tell you how you can get entered. All right. What you can win is a big PR box full of all of these awesome products. There will be something in there for everyone in order to get entered. There are two things you can do. One is to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure to send a screenshot of that to our Instagram. That way we know you left that review or you can put something up on your Instagram story, whether that's a screenshot of the podcast episode you're listening to, a quote that you resonated with, and tag us so that we can make sure to see it. And then we will put you into our chart of your name and we will draw at the end of the year. As always, if you guys want to stay connected with us, you can join our Facebook group, Already Friends Podcast, Friend Squad. You can also join our Patreon page, patreon.com slash alreadyfriends. It's $5 a month for a bonus episode every single month with access to our entire backlog of bonus episodes. Guys, so many good topics there. So go check that out. And yeah, as always thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next time bye when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.